We welcome back to the show today for his 49th appearance, Daniel Phillips. How are you doing today? Hello. Oh, I'm so close, isn't it? So, so close. close. The vinegar strokes, alas. And I'm going to be celebrating it in, in Cardiff, um, where my, my outfit for the uh, weekend has arrived. Nice. So I, outfit? Well, I say outfit. It's, it's one item, but it's not fancy dress. But it turned up and, and people that have seen it have gone, Wow. So that's all I'm saying. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay, I'm very excited. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so what a better time to celebrate than, you know, celebrate my 50th, you know, in Cardiff, looking looking the part. Looking the part. So yeah, this Saturday, we've got um, something very exciting for you. So we, along with Stuart Roberts and Lewis Williams, are off to Cardiff for the first worldwide WWE pay-per-view, or should I say premium live event. In the, in the United Kingdom since SummerSlam 1972. Yes, 30 barren years will be over. And at some point on Sunday, the 4th of September, you'll hear all about our day and our in-person perspectives from the capital of Wales. So what are your levels of excitement looking at at the moment out of 10? 10 would be the most excited you've ever been for anything in your life. So let's say the night before the Wembley Player Final. Well, I mean, nothing's going to matter. Well, obviously not close to that, yeah. I am excited. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm bubbling at seven. Yeah, I think uh, I'm a seven, which is good. I think seven's strong. Yeah, I'm bubbling at seven. Uh, the WhatsApp group's been set up. That was big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and secondly, to be honest, as we've just discussed uh, off air, we haven't seen each other for a while, mate. No, we haven't. So, Barren summer, um, no, no so, football. So we're going to go from, yeah, so we're going to go from not see each other to then see each other twice in a, actually three times. See each other too much, if anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I might get to 50 shows and after that little spell, I might, I might end there. We've got a lot coming up actually, Dan, because we've got, yeah, what we've we? got, we've got, so we've got Clash at the Castle on uh, Saturday. We're going to be back yeah. with a review of All Elite Wrestling's All Out pay-per-view and we can't tell you what's going on on that because we're recording a couple of weeks ahead of time and there was a dynamite last night that we've just spoken about on another show that was all over the shop. So I've got no idea. And then, Daniel, yeah. the following Friday, you and I are going to a test match at the Oval, I believe. It's right. that Friday, isn't it? And the Saturday... Uh, pass, don't know. But I think it is the first day. I think it is the first day, yeah. And then the Saturday is Fulham versus yeah. Chelsea. So, what? wow, what go. a lot of lovely time together we're going to be having. Um, but before all that, we're getting in our time machines back to October the 10th, 1986. And something sad to report at the get-go of this show... So we are now inside the final six months of Watt's ownership of the UWF. So while the promotion remained producing content throughout 1987, Bill Watts himself sold on April the 9th that year. So the end of an era is very much in sight now. So to start the show, we got the recap of the explosion of hot stuff and hype international from a couple of weeks back. And then we cut to Jim Ross to introduce the show this week from Little Rock's Barton Coliseum in Arkansas. And Arkansas was in the touring loop for Mid-South and the UWF, but this is the first time they've ever, or they ever, get my tenses mixed up, again, was the first time they ever produced television there. So again, an interesting departure from the old ways of doing things. Ross said that during the hour, there'll be an update on the television title situation and that we did have a new champion. We'd also see a rematch for the UWF tag team titles with the new champions, the Fantastics versus Eddie Gilbert and Sting, with the Fantastics winning the back the gold on September the 27th at UWF WrestleFest 86 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this piqued my interest as we reviewed the last one. But alas, this event does not appear to be available anywhere online. I suspect you looked at this as well, but can find it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I thought as much. Um, 
Ross also talked about the upcoming television taping in Fort Worth, Texas, at the Cowtown Coliseum, adjacent to Billy Bob's Texas, obviously. So clearly, Watts had taken the decision to move the TV tapings around at this point. Uh, we also had a new ring announcer, Nick Avads, who was sporting a lovely rose in his lapel. Plus, there were two rings in this arena, side by side, uh, with the background a little bit dark on this hard camera. And I've spoken for way too long. What did you make of all this madness at the start of the show? I mean, as a recap from last week, I had no idea what was going on. Because uh, you've not heard the review of, ne of, last, of next week yet, basically, of that week yet. That does sound a bit different. No, no yeah, well, you'll, you'll, you'll listen to that and probably not enjoy it next week, So, or last week, as we're now speaking. Okay. Oh, we're all over uh, the place with timelines. We confusion. Are shot. Um, so, yeah, the start for me was as confusing as your last 30 seconds talk. <laughs> um, I, uh, I heard the old, old Mid-South theme in the background. Is that, is that maintained as a UWF? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, yeah, then JR's just listing new TV champ, tag title rematch, it's all going off. There's even dignitaries present. That's how big this, this event was. There's dignitaries. Dignitaries. Little Rocks. The dignitaries of Little Rock were there. Do you want to know, know, know some breaking news? Who that is. Go on then. Well, it was, it's going to be breaking news from 10 days ago now, but I've just read it. NXT UK is going to become NXT Europe in 2023. And there'll be a live Worlds Collide premium live event with NXT and NXT UK wrestlers live on Sunday, September the 4th at 4 p.m. That's the day after Clash at the Castle, which we will be home for. I don't know where it is. Uh, very strange. Anyway, not breaking news because obviously, as we talked about, timelines all over the place. So sorry, Dan, back to you. No, 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 and then, yeah, so you had the dignitaries there as well. Um, yeah, it was just madness. And then, obviously, a cut to the ring. And I'll just say one thing. That's some badge the ring announcer had on. Yes. <laughs> it looked like a massive rose. I assume it's like a no, it was a rose. I think it was a rose. Like None would wear. Wasn't it just a flower? I thought it was just a flower. I think it's a badge. It was glistening. Oh, I thought it was a... Oh, maybe watered it. Uh... No, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> I mean, if he did, he'd get very wet. <laughs> that is true. Keep that flower alive. All right. Anything else on this, this opening before we move on? No, it's good for me. Good stuff. Avad, with his uh, brooch or watered flower, introduced Iceman King Parsons and then said, I'm sure everyone can see someone else in the ring. And he gave the microphone to Chris Adams. Adams ap apologised for interrupting and said a lot of people have been wondering where he was. But he's here now in the UWF. Adam said he was with another organisation and they made him who he was today. And that was referring, of course, to world class. He said there's a lot of controversy about the world title belt that he had held. And he said he had to officially say that he was the undefeated champion, but he had to re relinquish that title when he couldn't make a defence on the West Coast. He added that he was in the UWF because it was the number one rated sports programme in the United States. And he was there because that was where the better competition was. And at that point, he was interrupted by Skandar Akbar, which led to a big USA, USA chant. Uh, Adams is obviously British, so a dumb chant. Let's, let's be frank. Uh, <laughs> <I was> uh, <laughs> Akbar didn't do anything initially. So Adams then challenged Gordy for his universal title. Akbar then got on the mic and told him to stay and listen. He said Adams had shot his big mouth off in his first appearance and wanted a title match. He said everyone week to week had to face all of these horrendous people and one of his men should be the UWF champion. He said that Gordy and the rest of the Freebirds had a yellow streak down their back. Akbar said if Adams had his wrestling trunks, or did he forget them, 
Adams, I did that really badly. Adams got back in there and told him he did have his wrestling trunks and boots and challenged him to bring on whoever he wanted to. Akbar said, Savannah Jack has got the genuine super kick and will take him out. Adams accepted the challenge and that match was, is presumably later on or was presumably later on. It's presumably later, all over the place of tenses again. Before we move on to the match that was actually in the ring, I thought this was a pretty good exchange uh, between Akbar and Adams, much better than I'd did it uh, credit for. And I thought Adams was surprisingly polished here. What do you make of this exchange? It was a bit strange because he was just sort of like lurking in the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was just like, it was a bit weird. I assumed he was with Parsons, but no, he was just, just in essence, stealing his limelight. Mm. Um, yeah, you've, you've covered what the other promotion was. So he was stripped of the belt because he, he left. I presume he so. Leave? I guess so, yeah, yeah. Um. I always quite liked him. Um, he's a very good wrestler. I think we've seen that he he's, he trained a lot of people and then he went on to train. Quite That's right, people. yeah. Um, very British. His accent has really uh, poshed up, shall we say. That's um, like some Woking or something, isn't it? I wonder where we yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, very southern, yeah. home county yeah. accent. <laughs> um, I actually also agree with that bar about challenging him. To the title shot. I ha- I do have this issue of, in, in wrestling when, you know, like someone's been out and they come back and they're like, right, I'm back and I'm coming for the title. If you're there, you're like, no, you get in the queue. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I, completely I agree. always agree with that. Yeah. Um, Chris Adams was so, yeah. rugby, rub, rugby Warwickshire. I'm quite surprised about that. He must have moved around. I would have thought he moved around a bit because because uh, he he doesn't sound northern at all, did he? I didn't think. No. No. no Odd. Yeah. No. No. Uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that would be my uh, my initial thoughts on that. In ring, we then got Ice Manking Parsons versus Art Cruz, and I don't believe it would be unfair to say this wasn't very good. It went two minutes and 40 seconds of Parsons won with a rear to the face, yes, a bum to the face, and then a splash that made the ultimate warrior look like Manami Toyota. Uh, what do you think of this short match? Uh, first of all, I didn't hold much hope for Art Cruz, just no. looking at him, didn't get his own entrance, didn't even like. He was just, he was lurking in the ring as well. Barely got a, a, a nod. Um, he has a Wikipedia though. Um, Does he? He is the first, Shawn Michaels says he's the first man he ever wrestled. Oh, interesting. And thus, in turn, the first man to ever beat him. Okay, interesting. I guess that must have been on Mid-South Television then. Or, or was it a live event? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. This yeah. is in Michael's book. A book that I would probably never read. Um, have you not read that one? No, I have no interest. No, in I've, it's at my mum's. Say about anything. Ah, nice. I like it. It's at my mum's. I wouldn't. It was okay. But a lot of those books around that time. I don't know. If you, it's like uh, the Ric Flair book. They're all they're all exactly the same size. All go, all ghost written. So it's just like just all they were doing is pumping them out. And there's nothing particularly yeah. uh, interesting in there. It's just I have, you know, no, I have no yeah, interest in what he's yeah. got to say. To but basically, they're just, like full of lies. Well, they're like extended Wikipedia articles because it was pre-Wikipedia so you got to know some of the history and stuff um, and as you say probably some things that you know may or may not have been valid but Shawn Michaels can't remember half his career because he was you know on the various chemicals allegedly um, yeah. so yeah what stories has he got to tell really so yeah so that was in there but as for the match I thought Cruz started pretty well um, but at the end of the day he had nothing to counter what I have described as the bum lariat yes <laughs> um, no one's surviving that no no especially if you've been to the toilet and not wiped beforehand so you get a double whammy of smell and impact 
Yeah, I seemingly I can't with the name, but hadn't thought of it as in detail as you had. So, you know, <laughs> that's a, that's the Surrey Superstars new special move, um, especially yeah. after a, a breakfast at Leon at um, Kings Cross Station. Oh, no more of that. No more of that. <laughs> Are we doing uh, Newcastle for? Is it January the fourteenth or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Because right. I was looking, not going to Leon ever again. And no. if they did want to sponsor this podcast, no, 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 no way. Um, I've never I, been back since, and I never will. No, I'm never going back either. Um, I was looking at the fixture list, and I think that's pretty much the first one that an overnight to make sense for, really, isn't it? So, um, yeah, yeah no, I'm looking forward to that. All right, uh, back from break, Ross explained that Buddy Roberts defeated Terry Taylor on September the 27th, and then threw to a clip from the from the match between Taylor and One Man Gang before he lost the title, where Terry was beaten down at the end. Then we got Ross and Taylor standing in front of a UWF set, which I hadn't seen previously, and I thought it looked quite good. Terry was in his suit and glasses and still had the title. Um, we even got a split screen here as Terry spoke about his injuries while the attack was shown again. Taylor, in a very softly spoken voice, talked about the cheap shots he got hit with and how Akbar's group were like vultures. Ross asked whether it was the right thing for Taylor to put the title on the line against Roberts, given his injuries. He said a professional has to go no matter what. He said Robert signed the match and was looking forward to it. Who cares what the heels looking forward to? Um, the match was signed and he didn't want to let the people down. Ross called Roberts Rogers. Taylor wasn't very good here at all. And I'm not sure what this was taped for because Ross said the match would be shown within the hour, but obviously it wasn't, or it, I should say, perhaps not obviously, but it wasn't. Uh, maybe Power Pro, but I'm not sure. Um, anyway, we got a shot of the pinfall where Roberts had a roll-up holding Taylor's tights. Ross said they don't change decisions based on video like the National Football League in a sneering way, but Taylor will get a rematch. Um, I thought Taylor was rubbish here. Um, trying to play a nice guy, but came across more like a pathetic weasel. What did you make of this feature? Yeah, I mean, yeah, recap one, I saw, you know, in a sense, the one-man gang thing, which Taylor nearly had it one. He nearly had it one with a sleeper, mm. old, um, with the free-arm drop. I don't think I've ever seen someone with a free-arm, you know, like a where the ref drops your arm three times. No, no, no. standard is on the third go. You lift that up and you get a big Hulk moment, don't you? Absolutely. Um, I, noticed, I noticed Jim Rock saying congratulated. And then obviously there was a, obviously you've got this, it, there was a disqualification. I noticed Jim Ross congratulated him. Yeah. <laughs> you congratulated him on, he went, congratulations on your win. It's a disqualification. Yeah. Getting out alive is the one-man game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Taylor's going in, into a match already making excuses like this is not a baby going, face oh, oh you know I, i've got to do it um for the, the fans, heels looking roberts the heels i am really hurting yeah like no it didn't work um and then he got his tights pin which jr continually goes on about for the rest of the show mm. Oh, it happens, mate. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Gustavo Mendoza versus the missing link along with Dark Journey next. Link got a big entrance and a nice reaction. Ross touched on the two rings that were in shot and said there was going to be a huge battle royal which would not be televised. Imagine how gutted you'd be at home if you heard that. If you were like, why is there two rings here? I, I've just written here, two ring battle royal. But you won't see it. You won't like, see it. <laughs> you horrible, like, horrible viewers. I was just like... Oh, oh, yeah. It's like the equipment been going, oh, I've been spending the last few weeks telling you all where to buy tickets. Can't stop. And then you haven't got any. So now yeah. what? we're going to rub it in your face. <laughs> what you're not going to see. Exactly. Yeah, well off. Ridiculous. Um, the match was all over in 60 seconds. A load of headbutts. I've got nothing to add on this at all. What, what did you make of this? I just said he's won with his battering ram head. Yeah. He literally yeah. didn't use anything else this match, though. No. Nope. Sometimes he might mix it up. This time he just used his head. 
yeah, this wasn't wasn't amazing. Um, gentle gentleman, Chris Adams versus Savannah Jack in the Battle of the Superkicks was up next. Chris Adams came out to Eye of the Tiger, which is a song that Hulk Hogan first used in the WWF and was also used by my all-time favourite darts player, Raymond Van Barneveld. Is Barney your all-time favourite darts player? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Bristow? I've been a bit young for Bristow, aren't you? Actually, I forget that you're... Yeah, it's, what are you? it's probably... You'll be 35 next uh, January, aren't you? 36. 36? Oh, yeah, because 23. Sorry, yeah, because you're 30 to 2017, yeah. wasn't it? We went to Newcastle the first yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would probably say Barney. Yeah, yeah. I, I also used to, I've had like the odd ones here that I flitted in and out of my yeah favorite, but yeah, you, you can't you can't knock him. Yeah, he's the best, definitely. Um, I've no idea why Ross was solo on this show, uh, and while it wasn't bad necessarily up to this point, it was definitely missing Michael Hayes. Uh, Ross said the decision to strip Adams the world title from the other organization was distressing, um, and interestingly, clearly relations with world class were not that good at this point, uh, possibly not helped by UWF running their stronghold of Dallas. Uh, Ross talks about live events upcoming in Kansas City, which is another new city for them. They'd never run uh, during the Mid-South days, and that was operated by Bob Geigel. So again, Ross is going into uh, Ross Watts is going into different areas here. So it's interesting that um, that was happening and clearly being pushed. So they were really making a, a big run at this at this point. Um, this match was barely passable until the four-minute mark when Adams went to the top rope and Akbar shook them, leading to a comedy fall from the gentleman. Akbar then held Adams up for two super kicks. The first one was horrendous, the second one better and probably actually far stiffer than it looked. Uh, what did you think of Savannah, Jack, and Chris Adams here? Um, I quite like the name Devastation Incorporated. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, I had a tiger for Adams. Classic. Um, like that is the most like when you're a kid. Right, you need their entrance music. We're going to pretend we're boxing or wrestling. I had a tiger. <laughs> yeah, classic. Isn't it? <laughs> Big time. Um, uh, I thought it was a decent match. Savannah so Jack looks all right. Um, I'm not sure about his version of the super kick. I think no. it's super. Is used very loosely there. Yeah, the first um, one was terrible. I would say, I would say you have a super kick, and in his version, the, the super kick's the best. And if you take a version of that, it's not super. No, certainly no, no. when you don't, when you do it like he did. Um, I felt sorry for Adam. So, to, sorry, Dan, he he, he messed. He up, to... Sorry, I was just say he messed the first kick up. So the second one, he just yeah. he just did like a. It, I remember doing like what was called light continuous kickboxing, where you're supposed to like hit people at like fifty percent, but it still obviously hurt. So he did like yeah, a fifty yeah. percent full on stiff shot straight to Adams' yeah. face. So I'm like, that is not that's not wrestling. It's supposed to look like yeah. it hurts and not hurt. Yeah, I mean, you had that, and then why did Adams go to the top rope? I don't know. I think you can go top rope now. I believe. Oh, uh, I don't know, because that, that confused me. Because I was like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. You've, like, you've lost the match now. Um, But, yeah, other than that. Not um, the best. I thought it was all right. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought it was all right. You I thought it was okay. okay. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Fun. Next up was Bad Leroy Brown, along with Scandal again. And his opponent was Jeff Gaylord, who was absolutely jacked to the gills. Uh, and given the quality of the wrestling on this show, it was so poor up to this point. Um, I was I was hoping for something that might improve things, uh, albeit when the names were announced, I knew that this was not going to be the one. Brown used the classic bite to the shoulder blade on poor Jeff during this match, which also included Jeff landing a drop kick to Brown's waist. Absolute and complete dross, embarrassingly so at times. 
Leroy finished it with the best move of the match, an elbow drop on a prone Jeff in two minutes and, 20, uh, two minutes and 10 seconds. What do you think of this absolute turd? For a start, what, what is this with biting? I don't know. I hate it in modern wrestling. I hate it in this. I, I recently rewatched Hogan versus The Rock. Oh, yeah. I've completely forgot Hogan bites The Rock during that. Is he? What's this <laughs> biting about? Stop biting each Stop other. Stop biting everyone. Um, Horrible dogs. Uh, JR said Bad Leroy Brown have been in some of the biggest battles in pro wrestling history. When? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably unlikely. I mean, Jeff had no chance, but I ain't having that, JR. I think oh. JR's still get, he's, he's getting overexcited. He does it sometimes, doesn't he? He certainly does. Beginning of his... In- let's, let's have a look at Leroy Brown on cage match. So he began his career in 1977... Uh, he was predominantly in Memphis at the start. Which, let's have a look at his titles. So he was Mid-South Tag Team Champion a couple of times with Ernie Ladd. Um, and later, oh, I'm not going to say that because that's a spoiler. Um, yeah, so I mean, he re- a regional champion a few places. AWA Southern Tag Team Champion um, with the guy that used to be the Zambui Express. So yeah, I think, I think um, that's OTT from Ross there. Um, up, up next, the newly crowned two-time UWF tag team champions, the fantastic for Eddie Gilbert and Sting. Um, I missed the sign in the crowd for Eddie and Co. Did you catch what it said? No. Hopefully it wasn't anything. Okay, I don't know what it was then. I was, once I asked that, I was, I, was hope, I was thinking, I hope it's not something that's not, that was appropriate for 1986, but not appropriate for 2022. Um, Michael Hayes joined Ross this match and said he had been parting with Buddy he said purely sexy was there because he felt that Eddie and Sting had been ripped off at WrestleFest. Um, Ross asked him about the situation with Buddy and Hayes said the UWF didn't reverse decisions and he did a nice pat. Uh, before the match could start, Hollywood John Tatum came out with Jack Victory. Hayes said he couldn't believe they were fighting over abroad when there were thousands out there. Tatum said it was clear he and Victory were the, sh- the, t- the only two sharp-dressed men in America today. He told the ref he was there to say his piece. He said Gilbert wouldn't have a chance at this title if it wasn't for him. He then told Sting to get back Crayola face, which I thought was pretty brilliant. Um, he said he and Jack, Jack Victory had signed a match to face the winner immediately. He said they wouldn't wrestle again. It would be us. Tatum said he hoped Gilbert won because he would enjoy kicking his butt. Uh, Tatum stumbled once in there, but other than that, I thought it was pretty good from him. What do you think of this uh, promo before the match started? Um, so before the match, um, I guess I liked uh, the where Eddie Gilbert and Sting are from. Yes, yeah. Yes, every Eddie man's Gilbert dream. Is, every girl's, every girl's, uh, every dream, girl's and every dream, dream and every man's nightmare. Yeah, brilliant. Really good. That really is good. absolutely brilliant. We should use that when we turn up to places. You could decide who's who. Um, <laughs> well, I'm certainly not every girl's dream. <laughs> I'm every, I, you might be every girl's dream, and I'm every girl's nightmare, I think. There we go. <laughs> um, you could be every man's dream, mate. Um, JR, I'd like, I'd JR, just like to be any, anyone's dream, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, JR spoke the whole time over the Fantastics theme. Come on, Jim. Yeah, I I'm know. I'm trying to sing along to Sharp Dressed Man. <laughs> I can't be handling you talking over the top of it. Um, yeah, clearly, hot stuff are disbanding. I actually thought he said to Sting crayon face. And the reason I made a note of this... Yeah, okay, yeah. ...is because I think he said crayon face and then Jim Ross continues to say Crayola face. Crayola. I think it's the same thing, isn't it? It's just the brand in America. Crayon is a brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is crayon... But is crayon a brand? 
I think it was crayon, oh, I don't know that type of pen. And I was thinking, is JR on the side here getting like three loads of like he's dropping? He said crayon, but JR's gone with Crayola and he's getting some freebies. Uh, which case, no, I uh, just go into a restaurant and say you've got kids, you get them for free, you get them I, for free, mate. Yeah, I think it's Crayola crayons actually. A crayon is a pigmented wax used for writing or drawing, so Crayola yeah. is the brand, yeah, yeah. Crayola's the yeah. brand, yeah. So I, I just, I just viewed it that, uh, yeah, that JR's sort of trying to get some freebies. But as I say, going to a restaurant, just say you've got kids, they give him for nothing, don't need to promote <laughs> yourself. Um, yeah, I saw that they were all over, uh, yeah, heard it all over abroad. <laughs> There's those out there. I did like they said that um, this match was going to be a no disqualification match, which is the UWF style to let it all out. Which uh, is it? I don't know. Um, but apparently in the UWF they let it all out. Um, and yeah, and, and also that the falls count in either of the rings. Um, so I was actually quite looking forward to the match itself, following the sort of the promo and, and 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 JR setting it all up. I thought we set the scene quite well, which is what I was hoping for, a really good match. You know what? I've just realised my microphone has not been on properly the whole time we've been recording, which is good, isn't it? anything you've said. I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be the laptop microphone. Uh, it's just it's just clicked into the um, the microphone. I've never done that before. The light wasn't on. Which is good, uh, but that's okay. We'll um, I'll sort that out in in post. Which is which is gutting, really. And it almost gutting into Osprey losing the G1 final last week. I think the sound will be okay because I'm sat near enough to the Mac. It's just not going to sound all that good. But there we go. I, mean, I, can, I can hear you. I can hear you. C- could you hear me any better now than you could have? Like exactly the ago? same. Really? Okay, interesting. <laughs> Hopefully, it's okay then. Um, yeah. What a load of balls that is. I think I must have done. Oh, I must have done that at some point because um, when I tested it, it was. So it's gonna. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I need you clip like loud yeah. clip. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll have. I'll have a listen to that anyway. That's 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 a little bit of a look behind the curtain. The professionalism you get on uh, pro wrestling moments. Um, right. Hay said it took him a long time to get there because the girls wanted to sell wanted him to sell kisses for a hundred dollars a pop at the Arkansas State Fair and wouldn't let him wouldn't leave him alone. Um, a problem I don't think either of us ever had. And um, this went through a break in a couple of minutes, came back with just over five left. Rogers hit a drop kick to Sting that was light years better than any other wrestling move on this show at this at that point. Ross explained far too late in this that it was no DQ and pins count in either ring. Um, Fulton was thrown headfirst into the ring post on the outside by Sting at just under four minutes. And he bled thereafter. I thought I was watching AEW Dynamite. Rogers and Gilbert slightly messed up a spot where Rogers was supposed to go over the ropes. He was running them, but they just about managed to salvage it, and he was thrown into the post on the outside too. Fulton and Rogers were not wearing matching trunks during this match, which was grating. And with just over 60 seconds less left, Rogers hit a sunset flip on Sting and got the three. And what was a very questionable bit of refereeing as he counted the pin quicker than lightning. Uh, next week, we'd have Gordy versus Williams again for the UWF title, and Adams will be back, plus a new top 10 so what do you think of our television main event and what are your final thoughts on this October 10th, 1986 episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation? As I said, I thought they set this match up really well and then the match was just a bit all over the place, um, which is a bit of a theme of the show. Um, but I didn't mind it, but I, I put it that I thought the fantastic. They sort of seemed to steal the win. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed a bit rushed. 
Um, yeah, I mean, as a show itself, it was a bit, I don't really know what to make of it, you know. I, obviously, I know you always ask me that, but I don't actually quite know what to make of the show. Um, I feel it's actually become a bit of a Michael Hayes uh, slash Eddie Gilbert like show about them two and their lives. I, there's a lot of focus on them too. And I know because they're on comms and stuff, but all the storylines seem to link to them. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's strange, but obviously I guess, I guess they're big stars and there's competition on the go, isn't there? And you've got to push your big stars, but I, I couldn't quite make head or tail of this, of this episode really. I'm not no. sure if I liked it or not, I don't know. No, I agree. <laughs> I think this. I think the peak of this of this uh, television show over the summer is probably gone, and I thought this was definitely light on in ring quality. And while I did enjoy some of the what the mic work, I thought it was a little light on star quality. Well, no Deviosi, no Williams, no Duggan. Um, so yeah, I've just worked out what I did with my microphone. So the next time you hear us, uh, will be Clash at the Castle and All Out. But the next UWF review, my mic will be working. So apologies for that. Any 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 other words before we got on out of here? No, none for me. Good stuff. We'll be back next weekend or this weekend with our Clash at the Castle and all-out reviews. Until then, thank you very much for listening and we should speak to you again very soon.